Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, While you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 198 for Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? You having a good week so far? You enjoying yourselves? Uh, Here in the Ottawa area, things are open again slowly, so hopefully you're getting out and getting some of the things that you wanted to get done before they shut it all down, huh? Back in 2020, right before the old uh, birthday of baby Jesus. (laughs) Um, I have had a busy week, but, um, the busy parts of it are predominantly stuff coming up for the 200th episode. So while I have been working away on some things, I don't have a whole lot to report to you guys. So I got a couple little things I'll tell you. Um, and while I was working, you know, I did watch some movies, so it's going to be a kind of a movie review podcast. All right. Um, I'll, I'll tell you some other stuff. So I, I, uh, I spent a day just picking up a friend. I'll tell you guys about that. I did do a, a spot at Absolute Comedy on Sunday night. They asked me to come in and do a guest spot. I did, and I'll tell you how that went. And, uh, you know, just basically, um, I'll, I'll, I'll do the, the what is it, the, the shopkeeping? What do they call it? The, not the bookkeeping, not the shopkeeping, the house cleaning. Do the house cleaning right off the top. So I also, like, you know, went to Costco uh, with a friend of mine. And, uh, and got some stuff that's not even worth mentioning, but that was just my, my time out back in the populace this week was me and a friend of mine, you know, wearing masks in the car and then went Costco shopping together. I try to, you know, help those out who A, don't have a membership, B, don't have vehicles to get some groceries. You know, I'm, uh, I don't like to use the word hero very often. No, no, I'm, I just, I, I'm, I'm having a, the older I get, I'm actually enjoying, uh, helping other people more. Just, and that's not always huge things, just little favors and stuff. Whereas the old, the young Josh would have been like. I'd be not proud to say, Jesus Christ, it's, you know, still early in the day. I'm already starting the on. Yawn number one, uh, according to my recorder, less than two minutes in. How about that? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I have been burning the candle at both ends. And I'm, I'm guys, I'm really happy with the work that I'm doing. And I'm, I'm excited for you to hear what's going on. I also recorded uh, another one of my little bonus interviews. Uh, not a full bonus episode, but just stuff that I'm doing for the 200th episode. Uh, the 200th episode is going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be the best piece of entertainment I've recorded. Not by a long shot, but it's stay tuned. I'm very excited. I'm working on a lot of different things, uh, for that. The boxes, I, I did some origami. Is that what it's called? No, I just did some, uh, some folding for the presentation of that. So I'm, I'm quite literally, I got all of the, the packing peanuts in the boxes and all of the orders put together. And I'm just waiting for the last item to come in so that I can put that in the box. And then, um, the way it's presented is just absolutely gorgeous. In my opinion, like I just, I, I, you, you open it up and right from the moment you open it up, you get like, Ooh, look at this. And I, I'm, I'm happy with it, but it all takes time to develop, right? Like, Again, everything in this box, I'm not even talking about the quality of the stuff. I'm just saying like, even just the presentation of everything in the box, like the coffee mugs come in a box with, with, you know, labeling and I wrap the mugs in paper and everything. So like you would open this up and when you get the mugs, you would think like, oh, wow, that's so cool. They wrapped them and labeled them for you. And it's like, no, I did all that. I got a box with mugs and little plastic sleeves. I took them out. I wrapped everything. I'm just... It's so important to me that this, just the presentation is nice, that everything looks good, that it's an actual experience when you guys open this. I have, 
I have spared no expense and I have pulled out all the stops. And part of it is just once they go into these boxes, just how do I organize them? How what goes where so that everything fits? And, uh, it's funny because the boxes that I ordered had to be a certain size. So there is a, I don't want to say a lot of dead space cause there isn't, but there are some like right in the middle. There's kind of like some dead space, but who knows when this last item comes in, maybe it'll fill it up. Um, so it's, it's just whatever it is what it is. I'm having a blast. I'm really enjoying like, and it's funny too, to like be figuring out, like that's where a lot of the movies and shows came from packing all these boxes and packing peanuts. I actually, this giant larger than a garbage bag sized thing of, of packing peanuts came. And I was like, at first I was like, I'm gonna have way too many. And then I was like, fuck, am I not gonna have enough? And it turns out I had exactly enough to fill the 25 boxes. So that worked out perfectly. Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. And it's fun. The, the engineering of like, when I'm trying to put stuff in, I'm like, I wanted to have a certain look when you open it up, I wanted to kind of pop at you whatever. So yeah, I'm just having fun engineering uh, that kind of stuff. And it's like, now it's, now it's all done. It's just a matter of that last item comes. I can open up everyone's boxes, put the stuff in, and then we are good to go. Um, yeah. And you'll hear about that. I, they, they, they expect last week of February, first week of March. So right around the time of, uh, the 200th episode, it's working out great. Um, but yeah, so I did a, uh, an extra bonus interview today or yeah, bonus interview today that will be coming out. Uh, the results of that will be out in the 200th episode. Um, what else I have been, um, editing the talks that I did do. So, uh, a thing to just keep in mind is, um, I don't know if I've already told you guys what I was planning on doing, but, um, the 200th episode, some of it is just, um, I'm going to be having some, some guests on, um, there, there, there'll be featured interviews that have already happened, but you guys will get, uh, some of the, the, you know, the more prominent interviews that I've done, uh, the people who are available and things like that. Um, you know, I, I got everybody that I wanted to get. That's, that's the good news. I got everybody that I wanted to get. And, um, and I'm really looking forward for, you know, to, for you guys to hear, uh, these extra little talks that we've got. And, uh, the thing was, and I already mentioned this, that I haven't chatted with these people in a while. Okay. <laughs> Ow. Chest still hurts by the way. Um, excuse me. Um, yeah, I haven't chatted with these people in a while. So when I got uh, in touch with them, it was really, you know, Hey, how are you? All this stuff. So I've got all these like 40 minute long conversations and I've got almost 10 of them so far. I think I'm at nine, um, that I've recorded so far. So it's just kind of like, I, I gotta like edit it. We keep going back and forth from like the story. So like, how are you doing? How's it been? How are things in your, like that kind of stuff. So I've got to spend a lot of time editing this down. And at the same time, I can't put, 10 40 minute conversations into one episode. Can you imagine how long that'd be like, you know me, I don't have a problem with things that are, that are running long, but, uh, but for this, but it just going long for the sake of going long. And then of course, for you guys to hear me tell a bunch of different people in different areas, like what it's been like in Ottawa and stuff like that. Like it's some of it's the same sort of, you know, conversation. So, um, but editing them into a way that makes sense, like, like, ch ch you know, cutting those parts out and putting them back in. It also means that I'm listening to, you know, 10, 40 minute long interviews, plus all the extra time it takes to cut and then, you know, close them. Does that sound seamless? So some of these conversations you may hear like a little, like a little blip sound, but you know what? Funny enough, there's enough people that like stutter in conversation and things like that where where I'm listening to them and it sounds like there's cuts where there isn't. That's just like my cuts actually sound better than them just talking in some places. Cause there's some people like, I was trying, I was, I think it was, it was like, th like things like that. And you're like, it sounds like it's cut. It's not, that's just the way they're talking. And some of my things, like I take out <laughs> basically like I have to make these as short as possible was still the good content. I and mean, I, I feel like this is going to be a long episode regardless the, the 200th. So, um, that's, like I said, I'm, I'm working, I'm getting a lot of stuff prepared. Just the fruits of my labors will not be apparent in this episode. They will be abundantly apparent in the 200th episode of the podcast. So I'm really looking forward to, to getting that stuff with you guys. I also, uh, recorded, um, a new intro for the podcast. I recorded a trailer for the podcast. All of these things required like scripting first, because it's funny enough. Like you'd think just talking like I I'm, I'm like, it's just an intro, but I'm like, yeah, but I wanted to make it as short as possible. You guys have heard the old one. Hey, onesies. Thanks for blah, blah, blah. 
Well, you know, some of the stuff in that is different now. Uh, we're over 200 episodes. There's some other things. So I'm just like, yeah, we should record a new intro. And, uh, you know, just wrote that out, trying to make it as quick and to the point as possible while hitting all the, the things important. Sorry, that's just for the, that's for the people who like it and for the people who don't. I embellish the slurp. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, and then I did a, I did a podcast teaser, I call it in the sense that like, uh, there's a lot of people who will be like, Oh, you have a podcast and they'll just jump in wherever and they don't know what to expect. So I'm kind of like, you know what, rather than me trying to tell people, Hey, like find some interviews or like maybe this episode or try to find someone wherever it is. It's just like, I'm going to just point people to the, the, the teaser and go, here's like a little three minute explanation of like what my podcast is. It's a, it's a trailer, a teaser, whatever. And listen to that. That'll tell you what to expect. And then wherever you jump in, you'll go in with that expectation. So if you jump into an episode from 2018, well, you know what to expect. You know what I mean? You're going to be listening to me in my life three years ago. So just little things like that, that I've been working on. Again, that required scripting. I took like a hundred and some takes for the teaser one only because I was like, I was trying to just explain off the top of my head. And as you guys know, I could just go in a bunch of different directions while trying to explain something. And, and, you know, you're trying to remember all the things you want to talk about. And at one point, I think after like half an hour of doing recordings, I was just like, you know what? I'm not happy with any of these and I need to script it. I need to like, stop trying to just, I'll, I'll say everything I need to say. I'll stop and just pull out the computer and write everything out. And that's what I did. I started to type it all out and what, what other points do I want to hit and write this out. And that took a bunch of time. And then when I was recording, I was trying to, to get the whole thing out in one take. And, um, and even though I'm reading everything and of course I'm reading. And even as I'm reading it on the paper that I printed, I'm crossing out certain words and changing them, you know, handwriting new things, whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to get this new one taken. I'm like, we well, don't have to get it one take stupid. You can edit it together afterwards. So I started just trying to nail the paragraph, just nail that paragraph. And then we can stitch all the stuff together afterwards. And then when I, when I did one that I was happy with, I would write down the recording number of that one so that I would just, just work, just been working and I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do it. So um, new content, new intros, new teasers, all that stuff. When you guys get the teaser, uh, I, I think I'm glad I, I'm just, do I really need to tell you about this? Well, I don't mind telling you because at least now when you get a notification that there's a new episode out or whatever, and it says like one man podcast teaser, you'd be like, what? Well, it's, it's, uh, that's what it is. That's what the teaser is. So it's something that I can point people to. And if you have a friend or somebody that you want, uh, share that with them, just share the teaser and, uh, and then they can decide for themselves if they want to listen to it. And thank you for all of the downloads. As of late, I got people listening all over the world. Very, very happy for that. Very grateful for that. Thank you, um, to everyone who's been sharing the podcast with friends. Uh, again, really, truly appreciate that. I appreciate any of the time that you guys spend with me. I really do. You don't have to, it's, it's, there's quite literally probably at this point, a million podcasts out there a big thing. Like you couldn't get podcast equipment when the pandemic started. And I'm glad I already had mine, but like, everyone's like, Oh, well I'm stuck at home. I might as well start a podcast. Like that's just, and everyone just thinks it's that easy. And, um, it's cool. I'm just glad that you guys still choose to, to spend time with me. Uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I'll probably kiss your ass some more on, uh, on the 200th, but it's one one ninety eight here, two more to go this one and the next one guys. And then we're, and then we made it. Then we made it. And, uh, I've also got some other, uh, ideas and stuff that I won't tell you about that will, that will move beyond the uh, 200 episode, but for now let's, uh, full steam ahead on this one. Okay. So, um, well, I'll tell you about how I bombed. Oh uh, yeah. I'm also writing another thing for the 200. I didn't tell you about, but I'm just, I'm writing it and uh, I hope you guys enjoy that. I think it's gonna be funny and goofy and it touches on some stuff I've, I've sort of talked about in regards to podcasts and stuff. Um, so two, the, the main two stories besides movies that I'm going to be talking about this week are, um, my, my spotted absolute comedy and, and picking my friend up. So, um, as I mentioned, uh, did a spotted absolute comedy on Sunday night. I was supposed to do a spot on Wednesday and I, and I bailed on it. I didn't, I didn't know show. I just told Jay, I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't have anything prepared or whatever, but since, um, Jay, actually, hey, maybe I should do that, that thing. I'll, I'll plug it right now. Um, starting the day that this comes out, the 24th of February, I'm going to be hosting an absolute comedy all week. So if you want to come see yours truly live, do some, some new stuff and honestly, some stuff that works. Um, 
that's a thing. So, uh, come, come see me. Absolutecomedy.ca. You can buy your tickets there. Um, I, I got asked to do a spot on Sunday night. And since I booked this week of hosting, I'm like, I'd better, I'd better shake the cobwebs off. And I, I went into this, the, the club, I was going to do what I thought. I, I thought it said on the sheet, 12 minutes. So I was preparing, uh, a longer set. I actually thought I was going to be doing like 10 or 12 during the day too. So I kind of prepared this longer set and then quite literally right before I was like, I went to the green room to grab the mic. Cause we do this kind of like a uh, wireless mic that gets sanitized in between the acts. So I went into the green room to get the mic from the, the person that was sanitizing it. And I turn around and I see on the wall while I'm on my way to stage, it says eight minutes. Cause I remember the comic before me, I thought we were both doing 12 and she got off. Like I'm like looking at my watch and I'm like, she just did like eight and a half minutes. Fuck. Did she end early? I'm like, or maybe she's just doing less time and I'm doing more like whatever it was. Cause the middle usually does 20 to 25 minutes. And more often like in the last couple of years, the middles do more like 20. So I figure, well, eight and 12 is 20 minutes and me and this other person are doing the spots. So Anyways, I see on the wall eight minutes and I'm like, fuck. Uh, I, and I'm like walking to the stage. I had had my set all planned out, like with what jokes I was going to do and how long they take. And I, I just was like, okay, I'll try to pull this out and pull that. Hey guys, how's it going? Like, I'm still not quite with it. Cause I'm trying to do the edits in my head. All right, well, let's pull this out. Let's take that out. And I was just like, uh, and for some reason the crowd didn't seem to be with me right away. Um, yeah. <laughs> How about that? And I just realized that I had something else this week that I wanted to tell you guys about. I really got to start keeping better notes. Um, so yeah, and actually, so whatever, I'll tell you about the thing and I'll add this other little story in. So I get on stage there for some reason, they're not liking me right off the top. I had this thing. Cause I told you guys I went to the hospital. I got my blood work done and I had this horrible bruise on my arm, which I still do from the blood work. And I, uh, I'm, I wanted to tell them about that. I want to tell them about the experience, about the doctor, Hey, you bought yourself some blood work or whatever. And just like, how did she know there was nothing wrong with me without seeing any of my test results? Like two of the tests I didn't even have before she talked to me. And then the other one, she didn't even realize I'd had. So I'm like, how are you telling me that I'm fine? There's nothing wrong if you haven't checked anything anyways. So I just wanted to, to, to chat that I was going to, you know, go into my sleep apnea a bit and some other stuff. And this joke I hadn't flushed out, but I thought I had enough time to open with something established, kind of talk out the new one and then close with something strong. And what ended up happening was I opened okay. And then I tried to go into this new thing and it just didn't work. It just didn't work. I was cutting shit out. I was trying to talk about stuff. I bombed. I bombed. I didn't get crickets, but I got the professional version of bombed, which is you get a few laughs, but you know, you can do better. Um, so that sucked. That sucked. And that was like, okay, well, but it's been a month since I've done stand up, and I, I have a full week of hosting coming up. So I, I broke the rust off and, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be working. I mean, it's funny. I got to be on stage tomorrow night and I'm like, Oh, I'll have some time to prepare. I'm like, I haven't done shit. I've been working on all sorts of other things. I need to get my fucking set together. So, and it's, it's, um, a lesson in, uh, well, whatever. I, I told my buddy who's on the show me, uh, I go, look, I didn't prepare anything for tonight. And, and my buddy, Paul Verzi, I know it's, I know it's not his quote, but he's the one I heard it from, which is failure to prepare is preparing to fail. So, I, uh, I did not prepare and I definitely failed. So I prepared to fail and, uh, I'm going to make sure that I get some shit done correct so that, uh, this weekend is not a garbage. It's not going to be like, I've never, I don't put together two bombs in a row. So, um, you know, it keeps me humble. And I was actually having quite a lot of, honestly, quite a lot of success with all the stuff that I'm working on little lessons learned too. Like I know that writing stuff down, it's just intimidating as a, as a creator, at least, you know, when you're like me and you're bouncing around with a bunch of different projects, like just the idea of sitting down to write is almost like, Oh, if I write though, I'm going to fuck up and I'm going to do poorly. And you know, I'm going to see that I got nothing to say and all this stuff. And it just makes you, it's that voice in your head that just wants you to fail. That wants you not to try. And I was having good success this week, just with, like I said, just, just trying, Oh, I'll just talk out those intros and those trailers and those whatever. And it didn't work. And as soon as I was like, just write it, write it out tons of success with that. And then when I was doing it the one way, I'll just do, I'll just read it all in one take. I'm just reading it. That's how can I fuck that up? Well, I've read shit out loud before. It doesn't sound great. 
you know, sometimes you just like break it down, break it into pieces, write down what piece, take the recording number, like, and just breaking it down, make it easy. It was a joke afterwards. It sounded great, way better than any of the stuff I just recorded off the cuff. And, um, I'm, I'm happy with that though. And it just goes to show, like, if you work on something, you'll do well. You know, um, I was, I wasn't intimidated with these long, uh, interview portions that I'd done only because of the fact that, you know, I'm like, well, the, the conflict thing is there. I was just like, I just worry about, you know, how long it's going to take and, and the discipline to sit down and do it. And the thing too, is when you're editing, I don't have an editing background. I'm just doing what I think sounds good, but there's that old saying, uh, perfect is the enemy of good because the more you can edit something just absolutely into oblivion where it doesn't sound anything natural or anything like that. And I'm worried that that's what I would do. I've done a few of them so far and I'm actually really happy with how they sound. Um, but I'm worried in the moment. I'm just a worrier, right? The doctor, you always this nervous. Yes. Yes. I'm always anxious. I'm always concerned. I'm always overthinking. It's just the way it is. So, and anyways, that's, that's the thing. And, and of course not preparing to do well, you know, on the, on that spot, I will say that I did have stuff prepared in terms of like a set, but then when you take 33% of that set out and the way you've got it, like one, when one of the bits is like seven and a half minutes long, eight minutes long, and you got to take it while like all that other stuff that builds it up. Like there goes the new joke that I wanted to do. Right. So I'm like, well, I'll cut, I'll put the new joke in. Well, now I can't do the seven minute joke because there's not enough time. So what else am I going to film? And all this while walking the stage. So I bombed or I did not do well, but I, I personally, um, I, I think I know that losing the, the time definitely uh, impacted it. Um, also having said that I got an offer from just for laughs to, uh, to record a little something that they will attempt to submit to Sirius and stuff like that, uh, at yuck yucks. Uh, there's like a dress rehearsal for it on the seventh and then it'll be recorded on either the eighth or ninth at yuck yucks downtown. Um, still trying to decide what joke I want to do for them, but it's like a 10 minute set. So I'm going to, I've read the thing twice. All right. I know how much time it is. I want to make sure that I, I get the right set of time down, but, um, anyways, so that was the thing. I got a haircut at home this week, huh? Getting pampered like a champ. Um, so my friend is a, is a hairdresser. I won't say her name just cause I don't want to get her shit. You're not supposed to be doing this, but, um, throughout COVID when they were shut down, she was doing like backyard haircuts and stuff like that. So people would hire just to come to the house, you know, sit in a chair, she cuts your hair. She, uh, I, and I needed a cut for, uh, for the, the shows this week. So I, I think she came last Saturday and actually Jason was saying that he needed his haircut too. So I'm like, Hey, do you want to do a couple monkeys hairs in the living room? So she came in with her mask and she cut her hair groovy. Good times. That was a, that was the thing. And then it was, had my fresh dew on Sunday night, still feeling fresh. So yeah, uh, that was just a, that was just a cool thing. I was just chatting with her and, and you know, I'm like, are you comfortable doing this? She's like, well, I kind of prefer it. And of course, with the way that stuff is going, uh, at the salons, whatever, they're at half capacity because of the fact that they've got, you know, they have to put six feet between the chairs or whatever. So now there's like half the place doesn't have their, their, their people. Right. So she's reduced hours and, uh, and so she's like, yeah, this, this way I can, you know, I can still make the money, you know, and if people are comfortable with it, it's good. She's careful. Like I said, she's wearing her mask and, and there's not a whole lot of, you know, contact going on. It's not like we're sitting in the chair coughing in her face or something. It's like, you know, you're in, you're touching my hair, you're washing your hands, you're washing your tools. Like it's, I'm kind of okay with that. I know that she's going into other places and stuff, but you know, wearing a mask, you know, you're not coughing, you're not touching my, you know my eyes are sticking your fingers in my mouth. And when this is over, I'm running upstairs into the shower anyways. So anyways, I don't know. You know what? You can judge. It's fair. It's, it's fair. Um, I did my risk assessment and I'm, I'm comfortable with the, the outcome. You know, we sprayed down the chair. We sat in a big open living room, whatever. And, uh, we washed the chair afterwards with Lysol wipes. So like anything that was touched, that was that ours. And she's got her, so anyways, whatever it, it is, what it is. And I, I'm, I'm okay with that risk. Uh, not to mention the fact that it's friend and I'm helping, uh, you know, keep them. I mean, it's not like my one cut, but we just talked about, Hey, like if this is something you want to do on the regular, like I'm good with doing it this way. If you are, she seemed cool with it. So, uh, thank you very much. My friend also a, uh, listener of the podcast. So just wanted to say thanks for that. That was very cool. Uh, let me cross out this whole bomb that absolute comedy thing. Um, yeah. And so the other story, I gotta stop clicking this pen. The other story is, uh, 
is the last, the last story story I have. Holy shit. 23 minutes. I'm burning through this. I'll save it for uh, the end of the podcast. Hopefully make it something mildly uh, interesting. But, uh, yeah, like I said, guys, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, to let you know what's going on with me. It hasn't been a particularly funny week outside of the interviews. Like I'm laughing at myself with all these extra takes. Like I was, I, I, part of me was almost like when I was recording everything that I wanted to like to save all of the fuck ups that I did for like a blooper reel. And I'm like, I've already got so much editing to do. I already have so much content to, to get ready in, in less than two weeks. Well, about two weeks time. So I'm like, dude, just do it. Just, just do the regular stuff. Don't look for new projects. Like you have tons of shit for the 200th, uh, really looking to make up for the hundredth episode. That was just kind of like, Hey, but, but 200 will be the most work I've ever put into a single episode. So don't you worry. It's going to be great. I get to tell myself to fucking calm down. So, um, I will tell you the story of me going to pick up my friend, uh, near the end. And, uh, let's, let's get into a couple of these, uh, movies and stuff that I watched. Okay. I finished Dr. Sleep. Okay. That was the one that was, uh, the Stephen King sort of sequel to the signing. Um, I, I, it, it didn't stay as violent. There was that one scene that I was describing where I turned it off and that was the worst of it. I could have just kept going. It didn't really get any worse than that throughout the course of the movie. Um, it's, I guess, fascinating. It's one of those ones where like, you're, you're entertained by it. And I was like, I was compelled by the story. Like I kept watching, but the story didn't get overly good. It's basically like broad strokes without really spoiling anything is, uh, the, there's people out in the world that are like, that, that live an incredibly long time because they find people who shine and kill them and then suck out their essence, which they call steam. So it's like when you get stabbed, it's like, ah, uh, but, I, but it, it was weird. They never really explained why people omit steam. It's not like killing someone in the winter. It's like, oh, that's just heat. It's like, how come when you stab someone who shines, there's like steam that comes in, never addressed it. It was just like, so that's what they were doing to that kid that I was talking about that upset me. It was like, they were taking his steam. And then of course there's this little girl who shines just as strong, if not stronger than Danny. Um, you know, the little boy from the main, you know, the, the original story. So it was just kind of like these people are trying to, you know, kill, kill little shiners, and, and suck out their life force to live forever. They never really explain what they're about, just that they do that. And, um, I think like, there's a lot of like possessing other people's bodies. Like these people who shine can take over someone else's body. And so like that, that becomes a little bit of a thing that they do a few times where someone will take over someone else. A lot of going into each other's minds. Now it's like your mind is like a library or, or a, a filing cabinet. So they use the elements of Stephen King's dream catcher, where it was like going into the mind. So a big library file archive, whatever. It was almost like they were just taking different elements from his movie. And then at the end, it's kind of like, well, we've, we've got to stop this major person. Well, let's give them what they want. And then it just becomes kind of like a, a giant cameo of the hotel where they return to the overlook. And that's where the, the, they're going to, you know, finish this. And I think that something that maybe ruined it for me in the sense that like, I wasn't loving it was that, uh, Jason was fucking with the internet again. Cause he got yet another new system for the house that doesn't, that's got issues again. I like my king at my regular network to work now. Luckily the Wi-Fi works. So I'm, I'm not out of internet. It's just annoying. But, uh, Jay, like I would watch three minutes and then it would freeze again for 15 minutes while Jay was updating firmware or something. So like I tried to watch the climax of this movie over the span of two hours, three minutes at a time. So that kind of took away a lot of it, but Overall, Dr. Sleep, uh, which I'm watching on Crave TV, uh, it's, it's better than I expected, but in the, the nature of a Stephen King story, it's, it's sort of just kind of going all over the place and more about like, Ooh, isn't it grandiose that they're back in the hotel and it's a final showdown and really not a whole lot going on, like not making sense of stuff. I don't know. Uh, I watched a movie called Unhinged with Russell Crowe. Is one? Yeah, it's name is Russell Crowe, Gladiator guy, Russell Crowe. Um, that's one where like some woman cuts him off in traffic or something, or, or goes around him or honks at him in traffic, and he's like, "Do you want to apologize? You know, I'm sorry if I was in your way, and you know, do you want to apologize?" And she's like, "No." 
<laughs> like, nope. And then he spends the rest of the movie uh, trying to make her sorry for not apologizing to him. Uh, and hence the title of the movie, this guy's unhinged. Um, it's just a, a standard thriller or whatever. I didn't find it particularly good. Like it starts off with a lot of potential and you're like, Oh, this looks pretty intense. Fizzles out so fucking fast. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's on Netflix. So if you want to take a look, um, just my opinion, I'm not looking to shit on movies. I'm just finding there's like a lot of like lax sort of endings of things nowadays. Um, speaking, I did watch, I've only got a few other ones here. You know what I started watching just midway through the season. I was looking for something while I was eating yesterday. Uh, I started watching like right and just grabbed an episode from the middle of season four of better call Saul. That's a great fucking show. That's an amazing show. And it's so good that I think like, I was trying to put on like entertain myself for 20 minutes and I ended up watching like the rest of the season just while I was doing stuff. I'm just like, such a great show. I can't wait. Season five is supposed to come out at any point this year. Traditionally, a, uh, AMC releases it on Netflix, uh, the week before the new season comes out. So, uh, season five has already been created and released to the general public on, uh, regular cable platforms. Um, but it'll be on Netflix, I guess, right before season six, which is the final season. Uh, disappointed to say, because I loved it. Love that show. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't watched, if you've never watched breaking bad for starters, okay. If, uh, if you've watched breaking or sorry, better call Saul, but not breaking bad, can you write into the podcast? Cause I'd love to know what somebody who hasn't, doesn't know the characters, uh, thinks of it. Like obviously better call Saul is the prequel to, uh, breaking bad in a sense, but it's, um, yeah, I, I think it's phenomenal. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And I, I think you almost got to, you have to watch breaking bad first, but uh, better call Saul on Netflix, unbelievable show four seasons available. I like absolutely the law and it is great. It's not, I mean, it does have the crime and everything, but it's not as much about the, um, it's more about the law stuff, which I really, really like just watching manipulate. And there's been a lot of people who've, uh, lawyers and everything said that like, in terms of like law shows, it's one of the most accurate ones in terms of like the stories and the methods used and everything like that. So, um, great, great show, great show. And I like law stuff. Uh, speaking of which I watched a, uh, documentary on Netflix called the staircase, which after watching it and getting to the last episode, and this is one that kept me up to like five o'clock in the morning when I was like right at the end of it. And I, I thought there was 11 episodes. So I'm like, oh, I can finish the 11th one. It'll only be like two 33 o'clock when it's over. And then it like ends. I was like, what the fuck that, that was it. And then it's like the next episode. I'm like, oh my God, there's another one. There's 12. And I watched them. I was like, fuck, there's 13. And that luckily 13 was the last one. And the last few are just kind of like, eh, they're not, they're not bad. They're just like, eh, they're not as compelling as the earlier parts of the case. A guy finds his wife at the bottom of the staircase uh, bleeding to death, uh, unconscious and, and then gets, uh, you know, uh, accused of her murder. And then you're just following this trial. Like, like he's a murderer. He killed his wife. Look at all these, these injuries to her head. Yeah. But the injuries don't have any skull fractures. Yeah. They beat her over the head with this, but how she's not got any brain trauma. Like, you know, like, like it's, it's just, this, it's like another making a murderer, not as compelling as making a murderer, but it's my understanding that, like I said, from the last episode, that this was something that was on YouTube or something like a French documentary team did it. And I think they had it on YouTube or something. And then Netflix must've acquired it to, to do on, uh, on their platform. Um, so like, cause in the final episodes, they're talking about the documentary that was, that people were watching and it's like, well, if they've already watched it, how are we seeing it here on Netflix? Like, and, and they're still part of the episode. Like you're on the thing talking about the documentary and what you saw and what he said and everything like that. So, um, fascinating. If you like, like, again, legal stuff, going back to like the courtroom stuff and, and who's doing what, and is it fair or whatever? Like it's, it's another one of those making a murderer ones. Um, I will tell you this, there's a resolution. I'm not telling you whether he was innocent or guilty or anything like that, but unlike, Unlike other mentioned ones, um, you're not watching something and going like, okay, that's great. What happens at the end? Fucking nothing. You know, and then, oh, there's a second season of it. Okay, great. We're getting an update a few years later. All right. What's going on with that? Still nothing. Fuck. Like I can't get emotionally invested in these fucking things. And then just to find out that nothing happens. I know as much about it as I did, you know, when they first pitched it to me in the opening minutes. 
You know, none of them have been as bad as that Cecil Hotel one. Don't waste your fucking time with the Cecil Hotel uh, documentary. Four part garbage. All right. Bitching about movies, bitching about TV, bitching about stuff. Okay. I watched, uh, let's cross out the staircase here. I got three, three more to go guys. Three more to go. We're banging them out. Um, the staircase, I will, I will say watch it's compelling. It kept me up late. Um, it's so fucked up, man. Like there's so much of this stuff that just makes you lose faith in the, the legal system. And I know you got to keep in mind too. It's a documentary and they want to put like, you know, they're putting their twist on it. So obviously like you can only, you could create something that only shows it kind of one-sided, but when you're watching, even what they're showing you with courtroom footage and, and facts and evidence, sometimes you look at this stuff and you go, how does anybody not see that that doesn't make sense? And then you're like, there's no way that, you know, this person's going to get like, and then, you know, things come in. You're like, what, what were they thinking? I hope I never get mixed up in the justice system because it doesn't look like you get anything fair. And then, and then, you know, they'll come back and they'll, start, they'll, they'll show, look how unfair this was because this was corrupt and this was corrupt. And it's like, yeah, we don't see anything wrong with it. It's like, what, how the fuck do you not see? Like, and you do this every day. Like you just wonder how many fucking people are just getting thrown away. Um, but they do make one point is that the guy who's defending himself is like, you know, He's like, it's, it's just funny. Cause like, look at these legal fees. He's like, you know, people wonder like, why do the rich guys always get away with it? And he's like, cause they're the ones that have the money to defend themselves. It's not even, maybe not even all the rich guys are guilty. Like, it's not that the system is like, well, the system part of it, you know, the law and stuff, but or lawyers as well. But it's just that it's not even that like the poor people, they want you to go to jail. It's just, you just don't have the means to defend yourself. Right. You're not getting the best lawyers. You're getting some guy who's like, you know, is this the murder weapon? Is there blood on it? You know, can we, can we send it for DNA or whatever? Like just that kind of shit. You don't get the people who are like, look at this and look at that and look at this argument and look at that. And we found these emails and we want to subpoena this and da, 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 da. And it's just like, you get people that fight for you when you can afford it. But if you, if you can't afford to defend yourself, it's like, well, the prosecutor can, he's got all the fucking resources that he wants. You know what I mean? So he can, he can build a case against you. And that's the whole idea is win. We want to, we want to be the winningest fucking state or city or whatever. We want our, our guys to, you know, our DA gets shit done. He, he wins every case he does, you know, like, and then it's like, you know, our, that, yeah, whatever, whatever you, you watch it. It's interesting. I watched a movie called, uh, scouts guide to the zombie apocalypse. I believe it was on uh, Amazon prime. And it's just this goofy movie about, you know, a zombie apocalypse in a small town and these three kids who are scouts and, you know, one of them super into it and the other two are like, you know, we've been scouts since we're little kids. We want to stop this. But then of course, if you can guess, they use their little noggins and the things that they've learned as scouts to, you know, to fight the zombie hordes. And there's, you know, a hot chick with a shotgun and a motorcycle and all that standard stuff. But, uh, it's a fun little romp, stupid, whatever. But if you want to, if you like, keep in mind, I'm trying to find the stuff that I can put on in the background while I'm actually working and not distract me too, too much. Um, so I'll just throw something on. If I miss half of it, I miss half of it. But, but yeah, that one was, uh, that one was interesting. The, the staircase started as that. And then it got so compelling that I had to stop what I was doing. Like I said, like, you know, done at like midnight and I'm in bed for five hours watching episodes, um, and watching while I'm eating or something like that, or, or packing boxes, the packing boxes parts easy because it doesn't require my brain. But as soon as I start doing audio editing and things like that, that require me to pay attention to the conversation, I can't, I can't listen to the other stuff. Um, scouts guides cute. That's it cute, stupid. Um, give it a watch. It has, uh, their main character is the guy who was in ready player one. So he's the same kid who played that guy. I don't even know his name. He also played, uh, Cyclops in the newer X-Men movies. So, you know, he's, he's, uh, I think this one was maybe prior to him getting some of the bigger roles, but it's got some, it's also got uh, David Koechner in it. The guy who looks like he had a stroke mouth hangs to the side. He was, he's been in the office. He was, uh, one of the, the, newscasters and anchor man he's in everything played the manager in the movie waiting you know you'd, you'd recognize him if you saw him um two more i was chatting with simon and simon has this big bill and ted's excellent adventure poster uh, outside of his room and i was like oh hey have you seen that you know face the music bill and ted face the music the new one that just came out and he's like i own it and i was like well sir i would like to watch that and so he gave it to me and um and I, I love Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and bogus journey guys. Bill and Ted was one of those movies I grew up 
with. I watched several times. I remember seeing it at the the Mayfair, which was this old theater on like some sort of day trip at the community center. I remember watching it. It had my all time favorite comedian, George Carlin in it. He played Rufus. Um, and I was just like, Oh, I'm so excited to see this and people. And it got like a good review on rotten tomatoes and everything. Oh my God, this is going to be not, it's going to be great, but I'm like, hopefully it's worth, it was worth the wait. You know what I mean? Um, another movie that the first movie I ever saw in, um, the movie theater was ghostbusters. And, uh, my mom was just telling me how like you, I was just this little baby or toddler, whatever. There's nobody else in the theater during the day. It was just them. And she was saying how I was just like running up and down the aisles. And then the only time I would stop and look at the screen was when they would blast their proton packs, or whatever. But Ghostbusters is one of the funniest movies ever. Um, just great. It still holds up. It's still fun and funny. The second one was good. So it was like Bill and Ted one and two Wayne's world one and two, uh, Ghostbusters one and two, like these are movies just grew up with and I liked them. Um, I don't think either of this, any of those sequels were as good as the first bogus journey was not as good as the regular Bill and Ted Ghostbusters two, while still great was not as good as the first one. And of course, Wayne's world two was no successor to Wayne's world. In fact, I, I think Wayne and Garth are now doing like they're putting out fucking Uber eats promos or something like that. That's like, Oh God. So, you know, they're any day now from, from making a Wayne's world three, I think there was always talks of it or whatever, but, um, and of course the ghostbusters answer the call movie with the women came out horrible, horrible. Everyone was so excited. We get a new ghostbusters movie. Awful movie. Awful. And, uh, Bill and Ted face the music. Uh, they look rough. They look old. Just the way Wayne and Garth do in the Uber Eats promos, they look bad. Um, but hey, this supposed to be older and, and parents and stuff. It wasn't good, guys. It wasn't good. It was the, it was all over the place. They tried to introduce new characters and hold the old ones in. And um, if you're like me and you like those old movies, lower your expectations. The plot is all over the place. Um, and of course the plot erases the, you know, the, the ending of the last one, right? Where it was like, oh, they've, they've, you know, the very first Bill and Ted's movie, spoiler alert, if you've never seen it. Okay. Like you're not going to go out and watch two movies you've never seen in the last God knows how many decades so that you can watch a new one that sucks. But you know, the, the original Bill and Ted's, uh, excellent adventure, the first movie, the, 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 you know, it's like they're, they're, they harmonize together and it's like their music, you know, unifies the, the universe or whatever. Right music is a universal language. Their music harmonizes the universe and whatever. At the end of the first movie, like they suck in the movie, they suck. And at the end, Rufus gives them, you know, guitars, whatever. And they just start to play and they all suck. And he looks at the camera and he goes, they do get better. And then that's the end of the first movie. Second movie ends where they play their fucking song and it's great. And there's this big montage of like covers and stuff like that, of things that happen. And, you know, they, they use air guitar, uh, cleans up pollution and stuff like that on the cover of these magazines. They're, they're going to play a concert on the moon and everything. Like, it's like this montage of like, look, they're, they get good and their music's incredible and this is how they do it. So this new movie comes out and it's like, oh no, that wasn't what saved the universe. And, um, the, the new storyline is just the standard. Oh no, now you got to go back and do it. Like it's, it was just dumb. And, uh, and then the ending that's supposed to be even more grandiose than the last one was stupid. It was really stupid. Um, so I, I personally disappointedly is like, yeah, new Bill and Ted movie. No, doesn't hold up. Wasn't just like the Ghostbusters movie was not worth a 30 year wait. Like if you're going to bring something back, that was great. You can't just like, Oh, let's just throw it together. Like B roll straight to video style. So they're very disappointed in a movie that I, I grew up loving. Um, it was nice to see the cast again, but it's almost just like, I just, you got to erase it. The movie was stupid. Uh, a cute little thing that they did was Kristen Schaal, whose voice you'll recognize, but maybe not know the name. Um, Kristen Schaal plays Rufus's daughter because of course, George Carlin has passed away. He has a very small, like holographic cameo in the movie. Um, but his daughter, Kelly is, uh, that's what they call her in the movie. Kelly. Oh, you're Rufus's daughter. Well, just, just for the little, just so you know, uh, Kelly is also George Carlin's daughter's name. So that was just a cute little sort of nod to, to him and whatever. It was a shame he wasn't in it, but, um, anyways, yeah, Bill and Ted face the music. If you're somebody who is looking forward to seeing it and like the old stuff, 
even though it's Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh, it's starting to look like uh, those certified fresh ones can be purchased because this movie was not good, even with a, a wicked cast. Finally, oh baby, I watched a movie, another Keanu Reeves movie uh, called Knock Knock. Um, it was, I didn't know this until I was watching it. It was, uh, written and directed by Eli Roth, Eli Roth, uh, of, uh, cabin fever and hostile and some other, you know, the green inferno, like lots of horror type movies, uh, that, that Eli Roth has been a part of. Um, he's also like executive produced a bunch of stuff. He's a friend of Tarantino's. He played the bear Jew in, uh, Inglorious bastards. Um, so Eli's had uh, a great career. Part of the uh, horror movie Splat Plack, Splat Pack, they call it. Him and James Wan, who did The Conjuring and Insidious and Saw and all that stuff, and a bunch of other guys who are just big in the horror thing. Uh, Eli Roth is one of them. But he did this movie, which probably doesn't surprise me why I didn't know it was him, is this movie called Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves, where uh, Keanu Reeves is just this dude at home. His family goes away for the weekend, and he gets a knock at the door. And it's these two gorgeous women uh, at his door, uh, soaking wet in the rain, asking if they can come in and use the phone and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and he ends up having, this is right in the trailer. So it's no real spoilers. He ends up having a night of, uh, passionate sex. He, uh, uh, blatantly tries to get away from their advances. Like he tries hard and even watch the movie. It's like, Holy fuck. He resisted way longer than most people could. Um, but eventually, you know, goes, to, goes to give them like, you know, they're like, could we just, you know, throw our clothes in the dryer for a little bit? And he gets them robes and whatever. And he goes to tell them, Hey, you know, your clothes are dry. And he gets surrounded by two knockout gorgeous women who proceed to, um, you know, uh, uh, cleanse his, uh, meat popsicle with their, I don't know. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is uh, it, it's, uh, yeah. And these are like two unbelievably gorgeous women. And there is fuck loads of nudity in this movie. Um, so it was like, yeah. And then it was just like, and then it's just like, they, they won't leave. And then it was like, you know, and it progresses from that. And now they're, you know, two psychopaths trying to, to destroy him in his own home and his life and all that stuff. Um, it was probably one of the better things that I watched. I have like the documentary in terms of the fictional stuff that I watched, uh, probably the most exciting, uh, movie I watched this week. And it was just like, what the fuck is going on? And this and that. And it's, it's sort of cool because it's like the whole movie kind of just takes place in this house. Um, so that one, I would say, check out that one, uh, is on Amazon prime. And there we go. I talked about movies without spoiling too much. 36 minutes in. All right. So here's, here's the story from this week. All right. Let's see if I can paint a picture. Sorry. Nothing's been overly funny. Um, but again, I, my entire week's efforts have been devoted to the 200th episode. So I have a friend, I had mentioned this before my episode, uh, co-hosted by Izzy, I believe 196, where we're talking about, I've got a friend of mine who's sort of stuck in a situation that's not good, not ideal. And I, I, I'm really stuck about how I can talk about this one guys, because it's not my life. It's not my place to say, but in terms of why I did what I did, it's just, um, my friend is not in a good way. Um, and like a lot of people in, uh, abusive relationships, whether it's physical, emotional, um, what have you both, it, it's, um, it's hard for that person to even recognize that they're in that relationship. I was in an emotionally abusive relationship for years and didn't know it. I did what most people do when they're in that is assume that it's something that I'm doing, right? So you're always looking to blame yourself and you're never really holding that other person accountable for their actions. Um, so I've just been chatting with this friend for a while and it's like, we've been friends for years and years and I know who they are and I know what kind of person they are and everything like that. And I'm just like, you know, Hey, like I, I, you know, I, I dig you. We got, you know, we we're we're friends. We laugh like great sense of humor, everything like that. But then when I listen to like the progression over the last few years of like where their life has gone, it's like, Oh, that sucks. Okay. People are making sacrifices. Oh fuck. You're making a lot of sacrifices. Holy fuck. Like, how do you live like that? Wow. And you're unhappy on top of it. Well, is this, and then you start asking more and more. And you're like, Oh fuck, this isn't good. And so my friend was in a situation where they were, they were really like, I, they, they felt like they couldn't leave. Like they had no options. And I was like, look, I'll come get you. 
You know what I mean? If you, do you have somewhere where you can go? Like I, I know you don't drive. I know you don't this, that, whatever you have kids, like I'll come get you. Do you, do you have anyone that you can stay with, you know, here in Ottawa? That's where they're from originally. Do you have anyone that you can, and they're like, I think so. I think I might be able to stay with my aunt. I'm like, I'm going to get off the phone with you right now. Call your aunt and see if she's good to, to take you in for a bit. Called back. She's like, yep. Yeah. She said, absolutely. Come stay as long as you want. I'm like, perfect. So, you know, no matter what you've got somewhere to stay, you're not, you're not in that, but I go, okay, when do you want to do this? And she's like, I could do it tomorrow. And I'm like, done. So, uh, she's about three hours away in the middle of the country. And I'm like, just give me your address. I will come there. So I, I got up this, I did this on uh, Thursday and, uh, I just got up. I cleaned up the car, some his room for her and her kids and their stuff and whatever it is. And, uh, and then I just, I just drove there. She was even like, I don't like, I think when I first asked, like, when you want to do this, she said, well, I don't, I don't have any money coming in for like about a week or so. So I won't be able to pay you for like the gas. Like we can't, I can't get you gas money till I'm like, don't even worry about that. I go, don't, don't let money be a factor. I go, this is on me. I'll, I'll pay to go get you and, and bring you back here. Just, just. You know, I want to make sure that you're, you're safe and that you don't feel like you have no options. So that's what we did. I, I drove there. It was, it was a long, 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 but didn't feel like as long a drive. Like it was six hours of driving and I was tired afterwards, but, um, it wasn't, it wasn't as long as I thought, like it, it, it wasn't too bad. So I picked, uh, picked her up and the kids and you know, we, we drove back, we chatted shit. I dropped her, her and her kids off uh, at her aunt's. And then she's like, is it okay if we just grab a couple things? And I was like, absolutely. We didn't even discussed it long before in the car. And I was just like, yeah, I'll drop the kids off. So we're not carrying a bunch of, you know, kids through the, through a Walmart or something while you get what you need, but let's drop them off. Well, then I'll take you again, doesn't drive. Right. So I'm like, oh, then I'll take you to get whatever little grocery supplies you need. You're good. I came home and I, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that it wasn't again, like I talked to you guys more about it but I just, it's kind of not my place. Like I'm big on other people's privacy and stuff. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll see what comes of it as it stands right now. Um, I even said too, like, if you want this as an opportunity, we had a big, long talk about, you know, this person's still in the mindset of like, what am I doing wrong? Like they get that it's not fair. But the thing is when you're with somebody for a long time, you know, you always think like, well, if I change, if I do this, then maybe they'll that, or if I'm better like this, then maybe they'll be good. And it's like, this is, this is a person who, the, the partner is a person who's just nothing but blaming, blaming all their problems on her. And the thing is like, it's like, I've, I've talked about this before. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but it's like having a, an employee, right? Like a teenage employee or a young employee when it's like, you know, you try to tell them like, Hey, you can't do this. And then they're like, Oh, I didn't do it. It's not me. It's like, you know, someone who's just, it's never their fault. They always have an excuse. It's like, I, I didn't realize this cause I definitely was that person at one point is like, you, you think like, oh, well, if I make an excuse and it's not my fault and I'm not bad and I can't get in trouble, it's like, it's so much worse to have excuses for everything because the person who's trying to reprimand you or, or work with you is like, they know it's you, right? They're not stupid. They know it's you. Your excuse doesn't change anything. All it lets them know is like, hey, I can't work with you. You know what I mean? Like if you were like, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to, uh, I apologize. Like, um won't happen against them. But then you're like, cool, I can work with that. That's somebody who like, if they make a mistake, they'll own it. And I can work with that because if they need to figure out something to do or a new strategy or new method or whatever it is, it's like I can work with them because they know that, that, that problem lies with them. Right. First step to solving a problem is recognizing there is one. These people who have nothing but excuses, it's never their fault. It's never this can't work with it. I, I know personally that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to keep somebody around. It's just, it's never their fault. It's always somebody else. Um, so yeah, I, I, and then and when you're in a relationship with somebody where they're always like, oh, it's your fault. You don't do this. And I'd be better if you did. It's like, I can't work with you. You're never like, look, I know I come home in a bad mood and I know I'm, fr I'm, I'm frustrated and I'm scared because I'm supposed to be the provider and I can't do anything for you guys. And I don't know if it's going to get any better. And I don't know what the future holds. Like, it's like, well, I can, I appreciate the vulnerability and I, I appreciate that. It's like, but look, I, I, you guys are holding it down. It's like, nope, this person is failing on a daily basis and they are doing nothing but blaming that failure on their partner, even though the partner has no control over that. So it's just, you can't work with it. At the end of the day, you can't work with somebody who it's never their fault and you know, it's their fault, but you can't remedy it. Can't get better because it's never their fault. So, um, she's unfortunately, you know, obviously, and you still care about people. You love people, but it's just like, 
you're so unhappy. Like the, the amount of time seeing this person cry in conversation on the way back, part of it, like excitement, part of it, like just fear. And I go, a lot of times the fear is like, someone thinks like, Oh, what if I can't do better? And it's like, you can't do better than like some, like, of course you can't, like you could do better on your own, you know, and you can't force that idea into someone's head either. Like they got to kind of realize it on their own. So you just, you try to do your best to just listen and be supportive, but it's just like, well, you know, you can't, uh, it's really hard to leave those situations. A lot of people are like, well, if the person's abusive, just leave. It's like, yeah, but if you don't know you're being abused, I mean, they don't have to punch you in the face for you to be getting abused. If somebody's not, uh, supportive of any of your goals, if somebody says everything that you want is stupid, if someone says everything wrong with the current situation is your fault when it's not, you know what I mean? Like you just go, Oh, well, I don't want to leave. Cause what if I can't get better? Or, or what if it is my fault? What am I doing wrong? And it's like, you're not doing anything wrong. The only thing you're doing wrong is, is staying. So I think the conversation I had with my friend is like, look, you know, she was even saying like, I've done this before where like, you know, I'll go away for a couple of weeks. I'm like, yeah, well, that's, that's fine. I mean, it's not, I go, you can do whatever you want with this. I mean, it's your decision. I said, if you just need a couple of weeks away and you're just going to go back to it, I go, I, I go, that's disappointing, but that's ultimately your decision. No one can make you not go back. You know, I, so I, my suggestion was like, you know, take, take this opportunity. I go take the next 48 hours when you get there and just relax, enjoy being able to have a bath. The person I'm, I was, you know, picking up has no running water, has kids and has no running water, um, where they are. And I'm like, that's not okay. Um, and so, and this guy doesn't seem to care. He's, he's fine to just go home and play video games every day and tell, tell his wife that it's her fault that they're in this mess and doesn't spend time with the, the kids or anything like that. So it's just, uh, it's just fucked up. Sorry. I apologize being judgmental, but it's just, it's just not okay to me. And that's why I said, Hey, look, if you don't have any, if you feel like you're trapped and you don't have any, you don't know anyone out there and you don't have anyone to help you, I go, I'll do it. I'll, I'll help you. You're not out of options. So my advice was like, okay, spend 48 hours enjoying the fact that you have running water, take a bath, take a shower, do whatever you want and just detox. I go, but you can't just, uh, just, just hang out. Like she's not just hanging out. She's actually helping her, uh, her aunt move and stuff. So they're packing. So they're still working every day. Um, but I just said, but don't take this opportunity to just be gone from your life. Like we can all escape our problems, you know, with a vacation or whatever. I'm trying to think of, of what, uh, it was in, I think Mrs. Doubtfire is like, well, let's go on a vacation. We're different people when you get away. She goes, our problems will just be waiting for us here when we come home. And then he, and then he jokes and goes, well, let's move. Right. And hopefully our problems won't follow us. Um, so it's just, it's like that. It's like, you can go away for a trip and it'll be great and you'll feel better and then you'll come back and he'll have missed you. So there'll be a little bit of a nice phase when you come back and then it'll just go back to normal. Life won't change. People don't make real changes. So I said, take, take the opportunity after a couple days of rest to ask yourself what you want out of this. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to be away, if you're going to take, take the kids and leave, like he doesn't know that she's leaving indefinitely. Cause that was the thing. She's like, I can stay as long as I want, you know? So the kids are doing their school on the computers and everything. One of them, one of them's too young to, he's not even in preschool. So it's like the kids are okay and safe where they are. There's, they're not missing out of school or anything like that. So it's like, okay, what do I, I said, just ask yourself, well, what do you want out of this? Is it just a little break and you're going to go back or do you really want to, you know, I go, I go basically just tell, tell yourself, like, I don't want this. If you're not happy in your relationship and you start, you know, you're starting to understand that it's not your fault. Well, like, you know, cause there was a lot of like, well, he said it's this and he said it's that. And I go, that's great. Do you want it either way? Whether it's your fault or his fault, you know, you're both not happy. So just like, okay, whatever. It's, it's my fault. Fine. I'm, I don't want it. All right. Oh, well, it's okay. No, it's my fault. I shouldn't. Okay, great. I thank you for, you know, the accountability. I still don't want it. You know, I don't want it. I go just, if you don't want this, I don't want it. So th who cares whose fault it is? Who cares who did what to whom at the end of the day? If you don't want it, there's doesn't really matter whose fault it is. It's about, you know, moving on or whatever. So I just said, just take your time, write down the stuff that you want, write the stuff that, that you, you know, pros, cons, whatever, but just don't just, it's not just a two week vacation, like a spending spree or getting shit faced and just running from your problems. And then, all right, well, let's just go back because nothing's accomplished that way. I said, just ask yourself what this getting away, what, what, what is the value of it? What is, what are you going to do with it? Right. 
What can be gained from this? Like, what do you want this, me picking you up and bringing you here? What do you want this to be? You know, you figure it out. You don't answer to me. Just you figure it out. That would be the exercise. You know, what do you want from it? So, yeah. And I've chatted a couple of times with my friend, just make sure she seems to be doing okay. Um, I, I, I'll check in on her a little later on today and just say, Hey, how are things? You know, just make sure everything's still going well, but you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, I'm letting anybody know if it's within my abilities to help. Um, you can reach out to me where, well, contact at one man podcast.com. I'll be discreet. Um, this is a friend of mine who I also know is like, you know, kind of outspoken and she's public with her situation, like in a manner of speaking. Um, but, uh, I would never, you know, if you're, if you're like, don't disclose, I, I certainly wouldn't. Um, but I just, anybody who's, you know, who's in a situation and they're like, I don't want to be in this situation. And I feel like I have no options. You can reach out to me. Also, I would strongly advise you to, you know, if you, if it's, you know, if you could hear this podcast, you have internet access in some capacity. So Google, Google, like what to do if I'm in a, you know, emotionally abusive relationship, what to do if I'm in a physical, physically abusive, how do I leave someone, you know, if I have kids, how do I leave someone who's violent? If I have kids, like ask the questions, you know, read, read the resources that are there available. But I'm just saying like, if you're in a situation where like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to, to, to do something. And I, I just, I'm stuck or whatever. Um, you know, feel free to reach out. If you feel like you've exhausted all your options and you're trapped, um, please, uh, reach out to friends and family, someone you trust. If you don't feel like you have anybody, please reach out to me. I will exhaust all my resources, um, to, to try to help you out. Um, and I don't mean like I'm going to fire money at you. Um, you know, if you, if you're stuck, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I, I think you understand what I'm saying. So, um, that's been my week guys working hard, working hard, trying to help out where I can, you know, whether that's taking you to Costco with me to get groceries or driving, you know, three hours away to pick you up and bring you back. Um, I just, I want everyone to be okay to have what they need. I'm very fortunate that I've been taken care of by people throughout the course of my life. It is definitely time to pay it forward. And I have been the last, uh, last 10 years or so I've been a different guy. Um, I don't mean like I was like, you know, people weren't begging me for help and I'm like, ah, fuck you. I just mean that like, just, you know, there was lots of opportunities to help people and, um, you know, and just never thought of it. Right. I didn't, didn't ignore it, but it was just like, you know, Oh, maybe that's somebody who could have used a hand or whatever. You know, it's like the old, you know, you walk down the street, you see some old chick sh- shoveling her driveway. It's yeah, just give me the shovel, you know, take three or four minutes, give her a little hand with that. Right. Just help somebody pay, make the world a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. Um, I would love for that to get flagged as like copyright infringement. I'm like, sorry, that money belongs to a dead pedophile. Oh, controversy. Guys, that's the one man podcast for the week. I uh, appreciate you being here with me. Thanks for listening. Hope that you have a phenomenal week. 199 coming up next. The last episode before we hit 200, all the fruits of these recordings and labors and editing, all that's coming your way. Let's get there. Have a great week, guys. Uh, if you're looking for something fun to do, come to Absolute Comedy in Ottawa. Yours truly will be hosting, uh, throwing the ha-has out of my face hole. Uh, AbsoluteComedy.ca to get tickets for that. And uh, hopefully I don't bomb my fucking face off like I did on Sunday night. Uh, looking forward to that. If anything, I'm going to have some stories from the shows to, to tell you guys for next week. So there's that. Uh, who knows what other things I'll be up to, what stuff I'll watch while I'm killing time. Uh, have a great week guys. I will talk to you soon.